With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. All right, Farrell on the bench. So uh, it's 5-1 now, Rays. And it's just crazy that they have blown this game open. They batted around in that inning and have lit up the Astros' bullpen. And it's the second error in three games for Altuve, by the way. He's been melting down. So I just wanted to bring up uh, Le'Veon Bell again. I said today on Coast to Coast on Sports Grid TV that I go, nobody wants him. Literally, they couldn't trade him for a prostitute. I mean, they they honestly couldn't do anything uh, to get rid of this guy. So they cut him. They just released him. And he's going to clear waivers, and then he's going to be available to anyone, right? And, you know, he's uh, obviously, they owe him $6 million, and they already gave him $28 million guaranteed. So he's getting $6 million from the Jets for the rest of the trip. And, uh, and, they, and, and this guy can play for anybody he wants once he clears waivers. Who in their right mind... Uh, you know, it's funny. My son is a you know gigantic Steeler fan like I am. He wants Bell to go back to the Steelers. And I said that I would keel over if they bring him back uh, because they dealt with his greedy ass once. He wouldn't play for a year. Do you remember? And he just refused to play for him and wouldn't play and waited a full year to go sign with the Jets and get $28 million guaranteed. And he did absolutely nothing with the uh, New York Jets. He did less than zero. I mean, to tell you, don't even get me started on how bad he was. Like, literally, he did nothing whatsoever. Now, here's a home run for the Astros to start off the bottom of the sixth inning with Brantley. So he hits a solo home run. It's 5-2. So Yarbrough gets lit up immediately after they have the big inning. But anyway... Uh, his numbers are so dreadful uh, this guy Bell when we come back I'll uh, break it down for you how bad he is right you can't even make this stuff up I think that guy's absolutely worthless hey everyone it's Michelle Williams and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast checking in with Michelle Williams where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. 
And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So Bell signed a uh, four-year, $52.5 million deal last year as he averaged only 3.3 yards a carry with the Jets, 51st out of 53 runners in the NFL during that stretch. In 17 games with the Jets, he rushed for 873 yards, three touchdowns. Um, You know, you can blame the line. You can blame him. You can blame whoever you want. And he's, uh, he's been worthless. Absolutely worthless. But, excuse me, you got to give him credit because at the end of the day, the guy made so much money, uh, even more than Pittsburgh. So uh, the $28 million he earned in 17 games is double the $16.2 million he earned as a member of the Steelers over five seasons. So he doubled his money. And um, you, when you think about it, he was the key piece in the Steelers. Uh, he had all pro honors in uh, 2014, 2017. He had more than 1,200 rushing yards three times. After a second all pro season, he sat out the entire 2018 season with a, a dispute with the Steelers. They uh, handed off to Bell 321 times in 2017, and he was looking to sign an extension. They couldn't come to an agreement. Uh, the Jets gave him four years, $52.5 million, uh, with $35 million guaranteed and a maximum value of $61 million. And he didn't uh, do anything. He did absolutely nothing. So Bell's career estimated earnings are at $44.1 million right now. And um, if he signs as a free agent somewhere else, uh, that'll go up even further. But here's the deal. They couldn't trade him for uh, a bag of peanuts. Uh, no one wanted that contract. No one would even consider it. They wouldn't even take phone calls on uh, Le'Veon Bell. Not one team. So they cut him. He'll clear waivers. And then, Carver High, tell everybody what's going to happen. Well, he'll go to a team that's probably really good. Uh, you know you know who's always lurking in situations like this is, is Belichick and the Pats. You know, they're always lurking. So would it stun me to see a team? And, and this is where it's going to come down to for Le'Veon, Scotty. Um, does he want to go somewhere where he has a chance to win or does he want to go somewhere where he's just going to get the rock all the time? And that's all he cares about. Cause if he just wants to rock every down, I mean, he was just at a bad team. He could go to other bad teams that are probably use him a little bit better and he'll get his stats, you know, or he could go to a good team and try to win this year and he probably stats won't be as good. So that's up to him, you know, but you could see a team like the Pats swooping in. Um, you you got to think who else has running back injuries around the league right now. You know, the Chargers are down a couple running backs. Uh, could they get involved? Cook is hurt for the Vikings, you know, but those teams are one and four. I don't know if he'd want to go to those teams. That's the thing. I, I don't even think, I don't think Cook's that bad. I think Cook will yeah, miss he's this gonna week miss and then game. they got to buy. So uh, I think he's fine in, in two weeks he'll be back. So 
but the whole thing about the Patriots, uh, I don't know. Like it, it makes the most sense to me in terms of how you said they're always lurking to get guys like this. Uh, they certainly have done it in the past, and um, I could see them doing it value. again. It's big Even value though- for Bill. Bill knows the value. Bill's going to look at this and go, right. this is a player who I know can be this good, and I only have to pay X for him. It's just like it's Cam worth Newton. It. It, just like Cam Newton, and also just look like last year. It cost him nothing to bring Antonio Brown in. It was a disaster for a week, and he said goodbye. You know, it, it's 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 a similar situation. Bill values talent at a cheap price. There's no doubt. And then he would bang for them like nobody's business. He's already missed, what, three games this year with a hammy or something? Yes, three games. So now he, he was back last week, and they got their ass beat by Arizona. I think he was in that game, right? Oh, he was in it doing absolutely nothing. Now, that's why he started liking the tweets. I was even sitting there yelling at the TV. Um, why are you not throwing this guy the ball? Like, he's out on the flat every play, and they just never threw him the football all day. Because remember with the Steelers, that was what he was so great at. He could he run, and he was so lethal out of the backfield catching the football. And the Jets just did none of it. it it's just... What did you think really? uh, today when I, I joked about it that he's worthless, nobody wants him, uh, they couldn't trade him if they tried, and that he all he does is sit around making crappy rap albums. Like, he's yeah, bad he's, at that, too. Like <laughs> he's, he's not good at that either. He's terrible. <laughs> and then, like, but, let's stop with all this. Every guy in pro sports is a, is a musician and a rapper. Uh, it's it's ridiculous, and I don't even care if anyone thinks he's good. He sucks at that too. Trust me, you. He is he pouring out albums? Is he pouring out? Is he doing live concerts in front of fifty thousand people? Is he? No, does he matter? Like the only guy that I think that can rap that's a uh, athlete is Damian Lillard. Is that fair enough to say? He's got a reputation that he's good at it, but no one's lining up to listen to Le'Veon Bell's albums. And let me tell you something. His football career is completely in a sewer right now. So whoever hires him to go the rest of the season for no money, uh, they better know what they're getting because he is a pain in the ass. And he is uh, not only is he a pain in the ass, he will hold out for an entire year and then. He'll humiliate you publicly as a player, as the team. Like, he just did it this weekend with the Jets. Didn't he make fun of them after the game? He was making fun of the team that he plays for on social media. How much of an immature loser do you have to be to be on a team? I mean, what's worse, the kid on Florida uh, or the kid on Georgia that squirts the, the Tennessee quarterback in the face with the water bottle? or Le'Veon Bell? Uh, ripping his own team after a game, making fun of the way they don't give him the ball. What's worse? You tell me. The kid that's so immature that he squirts water in the uh, uh, Guarantano's face, the Tennessee quarterback, a- 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 on the sideline, or the or is it Le'Veon Bell after the game mocking his own team that he, not only that he plays for, but that gave him $60 million. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. 
And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. You yeah, can't even explain it, for, it to me. For, for me, it's Bell, obviously, because he's a professional. I mean, he's a pro. He's supposed to be a professional, and it's just not how you do things. But it, it worked for him because he got himself out of the situation. So he doesn't have to worry about going over to the facility at Florham Park anymore. He will now, uh, in a couple of days, he'll have a new home because somebody is going to sign him. Because as we know, Scotty, talent, uh, you know, people don't ignore talent. And even though he's a, he's a pain in the ass, uh, somebody will take a chance on it because it's going to be cheap. That's the only reason that you would uh, take him right now, that it's uh, cheap to get him, because he's done absolutely nothing in the NFL since he played for the Steelers. And then I told my son, like I said to you earlier, there's no way they're taking him back the way he treated him. The way he, the way he held out for a year. Now, you know, this kid claims to me that, you know, in 2019, they tried to bring him back. Uh, yeah, that they well, tried to they tried to work a deal, and I don't even believe that for one minute. Now, in 2018, he acted this way. He sat out the whole year. You're telling me a year later that they're willing to bring him back after he did that to them? Let's face it, this wasn't the Steelers. The Steelers offered Bell all kinds of money, and he wouldn't take any of it. So it was a one-year holdout, and there is no way you're going to tell me that the Rooney family, they're as tight as a, a button that they could – ever see themselves opening up their checkbooks again to this clown. I'm sure they found him to be painful and there were good riddance when he was gone. Uh, they're never bringing him. If he goes yeah. back to Pittsburgh, I will keel over. Do you really believe that for one minute? He's going to the Steelers. I, I, I don't think that he would No, And not just, I, I think that Tomlin could probably work it out with him. You got to remember the other level of it, Scotty. How about the guys that were on that team that probably weren't thrilled uh, the leaders on offense, let's say Ben and a lot of the guys in the offensive line that have been there for a couple of years, you know, they probably weren't thrilled at what he did that year, not playing the whole season. Um, right. So I'm sure that there's probably still some some bad feelings around that as well. What, what, what do they have in Chicago, Montgomery? Yeah, and they, and they lost Cohen for the year. So, I mean, the Bears, actually, that could be a spot. It was a team right. that's 4-1. Uh, you know, he would get touches there. But that could be a spot. Right. What about the Dolphins? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think that there's a lot of teams that are going to be on the table that could use a guy like him. Yeah, this is crazy, right? I mean, I can't even believe it. So, uh, five to 5-2 Rays now in the 7th. Tampa's back up, nobody on, nobody out, and uh, they lead by three runs. So it's crazy what's going on at Petco. Uh, and I was just saying uh, that Bell just fleeced the Jets. <laughs> I mean, he just, honestly, did he just, uh, he, he just absolutely fleeced the Jets. For what, $28 million he got clean. He got 28 mil clean, right? I mean, that's the bottom line. That's what that guy got already. Oh, and then nice. 
and and New York has to pay. <laughs> they has uh, they have to pay uh, six mil the rest of the way. <laughs> can you imagine that? The, the, I can you believe it? Like whoever gets him is going to pay nothing. Literally, right. like and, that, a, and that's why nobody like going was to McDonald's. Yeah, and that's why nobody was going to trade for him. You know, they could sit around and. Nobody, everybody knows that there's a problem there, and everybody knows they'd have to probably pick up the tab. So now they release him, the Jets pick up the tab, and you pay him nothing, and you get a, you know, a good player if he's motivated into your building. I mean, that is crazy. I just put a thing up on Sided. I've been putting up stuff all night on Sided. I did another one. Who had the better franchise during the dominating runs despite tough luck? The Braves' 14 division titles and one World Series championship, or the Dodgers' eight division titles and nada? Whose father time catching up to the fastest? Breeze, Rivers, Matty, Ice Cold, Ryan, Brady, or Big Ben? Those are the ones I just put up tonight. Unsighted. I'm getting involved, Carver High. I'm on there now, so I'll have to uh, respond to all of your, your polls. I'll have to get in there and mix it up a little bit. I also put one on there today, I think, for Timo uh, or Teofimo Lopez against Lomachenko. You know what I mean? Lom- so that Lomachenko, fight- Lomachenko, a heavy favorite on Saturday. I mean, heavy favorite. That's a dangerous uh, bet. I mean, Lopez is no joke. Believe me, you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look again right now because I looked the other day and it was, uh, it was really heavy to Lomachenko. Well, yeah, what do you min- have to lose? minus so. minus four thirty for Lomachenko. So you can get uh, Teofimo Lopez at plus three hundred right now to win that fight. So do it. Uh, I think Lomachenko is a great fighter, but I think uh, Tiafimo Lopez is absolutely no joke. And he's, you know, I mean, he's undefeated. He's he's a badass. This guy is the first guy that will even have a legitimate shot at beating Lomachenko as sure as I'm sitting here. What do you have to lose to throw a couple? Uh, yeah, a couple bucks for plus 300 uh, for Lopez, who's a good fighter himself. Uh, no problem. Absolutely. You know. Where is that fight? Where are they, where is, where are they having that fight? Is that in Vegas? Put 50 or a C-note on him, and, and you're, uh, you're golden. I don't know. I forget. Yeah. Uh, top ranks doing it. It's, I think it's in Vegas. I, I could be wrong. Anyway, I, I don't know. I'm not certain where the fight is. I just know it's Saturday. I know yeah, that... It's, uh, uh, it's at the MGM Grand. There you go. In the conference room. That's where they've been having the top yeah, rank cause, fights. Yeah, because they're not, because, yeah, they're, there's no point being in the no arena, fans. right? No fans. It's just a TV setup. It's the worst. They walk out of a fake tunnel. Yeah, uh, they have tough. smoke blowing, and then they get in the ring know, and fight. And, th- and this is one of those fights where you know that that fight would have made some coin. You know, that's a fight where. Um, it would have sold you know, out. A definite sellout, especially at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. That would have been a sellout. Big fight. Lomachenko, uh, that that hurts them that they weren't able that's to. That's why a, they get like, no money for that that's, fight. That's yeah. why the fighters can barely get paid for these fights. They're not making what they would normally make fighting a big fight, a pay per view fight. Uh, it's not even on pay per view. This fight, I think this Lomachenko Lopez fight is on ESPN because yeah, no one will no one will buy it and no one will go to it. So. It's an absolute failure. So the fight's going to be great, though. I mean, that's... Yeah, nobody nobody would buy that fight. Nobody would pay for that fight. No one will pay for it. But that's the best fight money can buy right now for free. 
No doubt. No doubt. You'd pay, you'd pay 75 bucks for that fight. It sure is. I'm sitting here, but you will not pay a penny for it this week. And, and it's the best fight you'll see for free, I think, for the rest of the year. And believe me, you, that's going to be a good fight. And yeah, uh, then, you. then you got uh, Gervonta Davis against Leo Santa Cruz on Halloween at, at uh, San Antonio at the Alamo Dome, right? And then they'll have fans in uh, there. They'll have, they'll have fans yeah. in that at that fight. And then what's the other one I'm I'm missing here? There's uh, another Spence, one. Spence at Cowboy yeah. Stadium, right? That's right. Spence and Garcia is at uh, at Jerry's World. And when is that one again? It's uh, isn't that early think, December? Is December that December 5th. Or, yeah, yeah. I think early it's December 5th. It is December 5th at uh, Jerry's World. The question is, is because uh, they've been letting fans into Cowboys games, well, that's, right? That's why they're moving all these fights. To, that's why they're having this fight in San Antonio and at Jerry's World, because in Texas, they can have fans in there. That's why they're having the okay. fights there. So do you think they'll send uh, us to the, uh, at the very least, to the Spence? Garcia fight. Well, Do you think we'll be well, there live? No, I don't. Uh, well, let's just, let's not? remember. Why not? Because there's still. I mean, look, there's still a lot going on in the world right now. Um, when you look around, you really want to. Let me ask you, somebody who. I mean, you hate traveling to begin with. You really want to get on an airplane right now uh, with other people? I'm just asking you. You really want to do that? I don't. Bring uh, an airplane and fly to I, Texas. I actually don't think that I'm as much in fear of getting on a plane anymore as I was in, uh, you know, March, April, May, June, July. Like, I, I know that there's a second wave. I know it's a problem and everything else. But I also come from the side of the river that I wear a mask everywhere I go. I, right. I actually wear a mask. And I also uh, don't go to parties and I don't go to uh, gatherings and all this other stuff. Uh, I went to one with my wife and her friends and there was like a bunch of kids there and adults at this, uh, there's probably six or seven adults and like 12 kids or something. And I was like, so when I left this party and I went home, I said to 34 C, I go like, you know, why were we at that party? What, what are you thinking? Like, what is happening here? Why, why am I going to this party with all these kids and people? Like, I care, don't even care about to begin with. Like, I'm not even being a jerk right now. I'm just like telling it like it is. Why should I go to a party with a bunch of people? Like, honestly. So, uh, but, but at the same time, uh, I'm willing to, I, I've, I've looked into, you know, going down to uh, Miami and stuff to chill because I got, some vacation or whatever built up and I uh, I'm not going to just sit here it, it like in prison like I have for the last nine months I've just been in like prison and uh for me like not I've never left my house I've never flown anywhere I've never gone anywhere I've never done this before in my life like you know me dude I'm a world traveler I go all over the world and uh I go to the Caribbean I go to Europe. I've been everywhere, right? I like going to cool places and I haven't gone anywhere. And then I have vacation and, and things of this nature and I can't go anywhere. And I got to sit in New York city and, and be trapped. And it's just not cool. So like, I'm like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to Miami and I'm going to, I'm going to lay at the beach and I'm going to go to the pool and I'm going to go to the, you know, restaurant. I'm going to eat a fat steak and that's that. And I don't even care anymore. So if I was going to go somewhere, I mean, I'd be honest with you. I'd go to us. I'd go to Spence Garcia. 
you know, I'm not going to sit there and make out with anybody at the fight. Uh, I'm not going to hang out around people. I'm not going to sit there and uh, stand with 12 people and have a conversation. I'm not going to do that. I'm just not going to be involved in that. I'm not going to get into circles and all these people and let's go out and party. I would just go stay in my hotel, eat with you, whatever. I know you don't sound like you want to go, but I'd, I'd go to the fight and I'd get on the plane and go home. And then, you know, it's simple. I think it's unavoidable now. Uh, all these people think that they have all these answers and precautions to it. You know, when everyone in the world's getting it from the president of the United States to uh, Dustin Johnson, to Ronaldo, to uh, coaches, Bobby Bowden, every player on the Titans, every player at Florida, Baylor, it's unavoidable. It's like, how do you avoid it if you're 30, 20, 18, 15, 55, 65, 75, 85, everyone everywhere across every genre, every age, they say, oh, it's more prevalent in the black community. That's BS because they got it. Uh, Latin has it. Uh, Asian has it. Uh, Jewish has it. White, you know, Caucasian, they all have it. Everyone had No one knows uh, Carver High, where it is, it's invisible, it's unavoidable. You could get it right now, slap you right across the face, walking out your front door. You have no idea where it is. No one, there. that's the funny thing. If the last person I'm gonna listen to on the face of the earth about any of this stuff is that clown ass in the White House or any politician ever, I don't care who it is. I don't care if your best friend is the governor. I don't care if you're uh, lover is the governor. I don't care if you are the governor. I don't care if you are the uh, head of the state. Governor? The, I don't, governor? the governor? There's only one governor, Tim Brandon. There's only but, one governor. But if you're the, if, if you are taking advice from politicians about COVID, then you're as backward assed and stupid as they are. I don't listen to politicians ever. Not one, ever. Never. I, I can't do it. I just can't do it. They're all so filthy, dirty, lying. I there's, I don't like any of them. There's not one of them I like anywhere. So you're a go. Like, you're a go for Texas. You're good to go. Listen, yeah, well, look, I, I don't uh, like I like Murphy because he allowed gambling in New Jersey. Right. Yeah. And I, I, any I like governor that allows that allows sports betting, I'm in favor of. Other than that, they're all worthless. Seriously, worthless. I'm with you. I, I wish that the one in New York would start uh, letting things fly in terms of mobile. So that would be nice. So let's, Listen, his uh, reputation, Cuomo's reputation was sky high during the, the heat and crisis of the COVID. He was sky high. There were people talking about him being the next president. Now, fast forward seven months, he's mud again. No one even wants to like hear his name. So they go up and down like the weather, these politicians. I don't care about any of them. I, I don't care if they rot in hell. Barbara High was just telling me how much he wants to go to the racetrack. He wants to bet on the ponies. He loves the action. Itchy butt in the fifth. So um, let me ask you this question Sure. about the Bills. Please. I've been, uh, yes, go ahead. Uh, you've been waiting to unleash. Well, because it's I, like, it's I like. Need to hear, uh, I need to hear what uh, happened to them tonight. They were awful. Well, look, here's what it is. And everybody now 
the Bills stink now. Uh, you go on uh, Twitter or you go anywhere. The Bills are awful now. You know, they were 4-0. Now they're 4-1, but they're awful uh, because they played one bad game tonight on the road at Tennessee. I get it. The other team hadn't practiced in two weeks. They're still professionals. Uh, it, that bothers me too. But they weren't going to go 16-0. and Like, they made mistakes tonight. They were awful in all facets of the game. They made had sloppy penalties. They were awful on D. They were missing, you know, a lot of guys on D. I admit that, but you know, it's hard to win every single week in this league, and it's hard to win on the road. And they got whacked tonight, but now they suck again. So I guess that that's it's a week to week league. This changes every week. One week this team is great, they have a bad week, and then they're awful again. One week a team is awful, and then they play great, and they're the best again. You know, the Bills, I was told that their win against Miami was no good because Miami sucks. But then Miami went and whacked the 49ers this weekend, right? And then I was told the win against the Raiders, ah, you know, that's not too good. But then the Raiders went and they beat the Chiefs this weekend, right? So it's a week-to-week league. And let the whole, you know, season play out before we really decide who's good and who sucks. So the Bills have one bad game and they suck again. I guess that's the way it goes in this league, right? Yeah, listen, I don't believe for one minute uh, at all not even a shred of truth to that the Bills are terrible because they lost a game. Uh, I told you the facts. The facts are, I today I said I think they're Super Bowl worthy. And then I said to you today that they could very well lose to the Titans and the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. And be three and, and be three and two. But it doesn't make them a bad team that they lose to an undefeated Titan team. I don't care if they got the Hanta or not. They didn't look like a team that was sick to me tonight. They looked like a team that kicked your team's ass, and they're 4-0. And all I know is uh, you were uh, undefeated. That's over now. So now you got to deal with the Chiefs. You lose that game, you're 3-2. and two. They could they could play their game with the Texans well, we, on Sunday and be 5-0. and 4 and 2. The Bills were 4 and 0 going into tonight. So they they're 4 and 1 now. They can, they uh, okay. could be 4 and 2. Uh, well, you know, you, you know what I'm saying. I I, I know what I, you're saying. And, and here's I what I want. Here's what here's what I wanted them to do because once they got to this 4 and 0 last week after beating the Raiders, they four of their next 5 games were against really good teams. Tennessee, Kansas City, I think they, and then they have New England and Seattle towards the end of the month, early November. So those are four really good teams. I wanted them to go 2 and 2 in those four. That was what I wanted to see them do. So right now they're 0-1, and they've got their toughest test, you know, with the Super Bowl champs coming into their house on Monday. So I want to see how they perform in these four games against really good competition. All right, so that's what I meant, was that they were undefeated and that this was their first loss, and then they could lose to the Chiefs and be 4-2. and But they were 4-0, and and now they're not. No big deal. Uh, I still think they're a really good team. You know, I think one of the things that was obvious to me tonight, and I'm just going to say it, A, their their illegal procedures were terrible. I mean, oh. I cannot believe that that I cannot believe that their quarterback, who I think looks fantastic tonight, he didn't. But I think overall, my assessment of him is is that he is. Uh, he's in complete command of the Bills' offense. He looks as confident as ever as their quarterback, standing there at the line, changing plays, telling receivers, digs where to go. He's like, Steph, over here, boom, you go there, watch 52. He knows everything going on in the field. So I think he's really uh, turned into a pro. Secondly, 
I cannot believe that his cadence throws off the entire team. All of his receivers, his tight end and digs, were both starting illegally. His offensive linemen, the fat asses, were all jumping. They got to fix their cadence, that's for sure. And then the other point I'm going to make is this. I thought Josh Norman looked terrible, oh, and they need sucks. white back. And Josh Norman is, is clearly hit a uh, – the Sharks jumped the well, whatever they call it. Yeah, he's, he's jumped the shark. You know, he's he, jumped he, the shark. He, he's finished. I mean, Josh Norman looks terrible to me. He got now, worked tonight like a sieve. The problem is, is he can't be on the field as much as he was tonight. And the reason he right. was is, obviously, there was no White and there was no Levi Wallace, who are their two starting corners. They were missing their two starting cornerbacks tonight. So, they so, that means, so that means Josh Norman, who, as you saw tonight, if you watch that game, is completely washed. He was signed to be their third or fourth cornerback, a guy who was going to not play that much. And tonight, he had to play a lot, and he got completely exposed. I mean, A.J. Brown... Just absolutely embarrassed him tonight. And then that everybody's going to look at the clip of Henry throwing him down on the ground like a small child, uh, you know, forever. Uh, but he shouldn't be playing right. that much. He's, he's not good anymore, Norman. But when you're missing two guys and he's got to play every snap, it's a big problem. Yeah, there's no doubt. But I do not uh, think uh, for one minute that there's anything oh. – at all wrong with that team, because I, I think they're really, uh, I think they're really good. If they're they if they're bad. healthy and their defense is is intact, they are dominant. And I, I told you before, White's the best corner in the NFL, hands down, in my book. And I know everybody else gives it to Stefan Gilmore and everybody else, but there is no one that can uh, burn White. There's not one guy in the league that can work him, including all of them, Thomas, you name it. I don't care who it is. Like, do you remember what he did to the Steelers last year? It was so embarrassing. Like, yeah. White literally, they didn't complete one pass against him. That's how good he is. So if he's on the field, they win. If if they don't, you know, you start the game with the first pass of the game's picked off. Right. I mean, and they hit the guy in the one hands, play so later, the very first play that, I mean, the very first play, Tannehill threw the bomb in the end zone and it was touchdown. You knew you were going to be in for a long night. So when the I, ball I thought, went off right. Robert's hands, I knew it was going to be a problem. When that ball but tipped you, off his hands and they and they right. picked it off, you knew it was going to be a problem. But did you think that, like, when you and I were talking, they came back and tied it, right? And I was like, right. everything's fine. We're at scratch. There's nothing wrong here. They, they got through it. It's over. But then it just kept getting worse. Like, I didn't yeah. expect it to get worse when they uh, got it back to scratch. What was, what was tough for them was they let up the touchdown before the half, and, you know, and it's 21-10. Uh, going to the half, it was just that's it's tough, and um, right. they and then the Titans had a really long drive to start the second half. They just never got it going. Uh, they just things their defense was awful. They made a billion mistakes. Special teams was bad. Um, you know, even off, even when they get the game to seven seven, if you remember, um, they stopped the Titans, and then the Titans stopped them, and then they returned a punt all the way down to the thirty and gave them a great field position for the second right. time in a row. And uh, the Titans would go in and score with a 30-yard drive. So you can't make mistakes, um, and their backups are bad, which a lot of teams in the leagues are, even the good teams. Not a lot of teams have depth because of salary cap now. And the Bills showed that they don't have a lot, especially at corner tonight. So we'll see how it goes, and, and they better f figure it out by, uh, by Monday. Because if they don't have White on Monday, they, and, and they got to run Josh Norman out there all night against the Kansas They're City dead. Chiefs, they're going to get absolutely ripped in half on Monday night by that by well, Patrick that, Mahomes. You the know early it. line was two. 
uh, you told me, and now after that performance tonight, it'll be five or six because yeah, well, the, yeah. the, the odds yeah. makers are going to know Josh Norman sucks, and they're going to they're going to be all over Mahomes, and they're going to lay more wood than that. Let me ask you this question. Hal Steinbrenner went on record today saying, I'm very disappointed. We invested a lot of time. By the way, he sounded just like his father. He pulled out one of his yeah. father's old playbooks. And then after the uh, 81 World Series, uh, when they lost to the Dodgers, uh, he said, we're going to go to work right now on 82 immediately. Uh, I apologize to all the fans in New York everywhere for the performance in the World Series. Here's what uh, Hal said. We are very disappointed. We invested a lot of time, energy, money in the team, and we all felt that we had a team that could win a championship, and we failed to do that. We didn't even come closer right now at this point. All I can do is apologize to our fans. You deserve better uh, than they got, and period. I mean, they just did. They deserve better. So uh, he said, uh, I guess I should be disappointed with me. I'm responsible for all of this. It's disappointing because the expectations were so high. They said our offense was just inconsistent at playing up to the a potential so many uh <laughs> downs with the ups and highs with the lows and the lows what i'm dizzy listening yeah. to this guy yeah. bottom line is uh you know nobody i don't even need to hear this like do you think fans no. are stupid like that i need to hear from the owner apologizing to new york uh, yankee fans that yeah. uh, they failed again do you know it's since 09 now uh, they oh, are yeah. i mean it's a serious drought uh, all of a sudden for the a team that spends 300 million dollars and they got it one sure player is. for $325 million. No, it, it sure is. Have. And and yeah, let me tell you, he they... ain't – we've said this a billion times. He he ain't his old man, okay, Hal. And the kids now that run the team, they're not like George. George was about winning. George, you know, he wanted to win. You you saw how he acted, uh, firing a billion managers. Even in the later years when he kind of let Tory do his thing, he'd put the missives out and he would – you know, say, you know, we we need to do this. And he would get very stern. You know, the, the kids now, you know, what they, they care about money. It's a business to them. For Georgia, it was about winning. For the kids that run the team now, nothing against them. I mean, I, everybody loves money. The kids run that business now. How? All of them. They run it because it's gr- it's a great money-making business. And I, I'm sure they want to win, but not like their father did. Um, so did you see what uh, Grinky said tonight? What did he say? This should be good. All right. Uh, he said, I don't really notice fans when the game's going on, but warming up and practice before games, I mean, for me, it's nice not having fans in the stands. Most people like it when the game comes on. It's the same for me because then there's no one there to talk to you and ask for autographs and want pictures and all that nonsense. I don't like uh, to do that stuff. It's nice not having them for me. Most people like it. I don't like it at all. I d- have I not told you well, over and over on every show that we do on TV and radio that this guy, I, I mean it when I say this, let me be clear. He has no business being a major league uh, baseball player anymore. He needs to go away and, and you know, be on a fishing boat somewhere or, or go live on a farm or, or go live in the mountains or go live in the woods and write a manifesto. There is something wrong with that dude. He does not like his job. He does not like being a major league baseball player. He does not like pitching. Any guy that will fork out the pitches to the opposing uh, batters in a playoff game, in a championship series, in a uh, you know, in in a division series, I don't care what it is, a wild card. He's giving out his pitches to the hitters. That's a guy that doesn't respect the game. He doesn't respect himself. He doesn't respect his teammates. If I were his teammate and he was saying, I'm throwing a fastball right now, and then the guy hits a home run, 
like he just served up the last time he pitched, I would beat his ass in the locker room after the game. I'd be like, bro, are you tripping or something? What's wrong with you, dude? You're a clown. Stop doing that. What are you doing? I'm going to punch you in the face. And you know what? He goes on record tonight saying he doesn't like fans. He doesn't want any fans ever at the game. He doesn't want fans any. He doesn't care about COVID. He he didn't even mention COVID. He just mentioned, I don't like fans. I don't want anyone talking to me. I don't want to take pictures. I don't want to sign autographs. And what have I told you? I told you a million times on my show over the years since you've been with me, Carver. I, there, the the whole thing with the fans and signing autographs and taking pictures, they, they they hate it. The players hate it. They're lying through their teeth. There's oh, one yeah. in a million that likes it. That none of them like it because it's a pain in their ass. All these guys want is that money, and they don't want relationships with fans. They don't want to shake hands. They don't want to take a picture with you. They don't want to hold your baby. They don't want to know you. They don't want to talk to you. They don't want you to even ask them if the sun's out because these guys are absolute D's. That's all there is to it, capital D, and they want their money, and that's the only, the only people they care about, and trust me, I know them, are their families, if they're married with kids, like, you know, Freddie Freeman's got this big family. She's having twins now. She's already got two. She's carrying 15 babies. If you look at the NBA, all the families, these women that are at the games, they all have, you know, a bunch of babies. They're like baby factories over here. Same in baseball. And none of these players want anything to do with people they don't know. If you're not in their family, you're a fan, stay away from me. And Grinky's the head of the club. All right, Pharrell on the bench. Uh, as the game is in the bottom of the eighth, runners at first and segment, uh, Bregman up. It's 5-2 Rays. They got a three-run lead, nobody out, two on. So they got a lot brewing here in the uh, bottom of the eighth. Bottom line is the uh, Astros are down to their final six outs, but they got runners on first and second, down three runs. The tying run is at the plate right now, and they're trying to, and it's a full count. Uh, Ryan Thompson's pitching uh, for the race. The other thing is uh, Ty Lue, they keep talking about him, uh, that he's hot for the Rockets job. I'm still trying to figure that out. Why wouldn't Griffin hire him in in New Orleans when he won him a championship in Cleveland? Why wouldn't he want him? And why would the uh, rumor be tonight, uh, I hear all the stuff that Stan Van Gundy's in the lead for the Pelicans job and that Lue's in the lead for the Rocket job. And you wonder why the Clippers didn't want him. He was on that staff. Why wouldn't they want Ty Lue uh, if he was already there? And that team's already, you know, relatively loaded, I think, with Kawhi, George, Harrell, Williams, uh, Beverly. You can work with that team. I know they didn't get it done. Only one team wins, you understand? So everybody else, everybody else lost, just like the Clippers. They all lost, including the Heat. You talk all you want about how great the Heat are. They lost, just like the Clippers lost. Just like Denver lost. Only one team wins in every sport, right? So uh, I don't understand the thinking at all about Stan Van Gundy, to be honest with you. I just don't want that around. He should be broadcasting now, not coaching. But if they hire him, I'll laugh. I, I'd rather have Lou in, in New Orleans with Zion and et cetera. But uh, we'll see. And the Rockets, we've already seen that disaster. Small ball didn't work. Harden's an ISO ball hog hero ball. Westbrook's a malcontent. And they have nothing else. Don't tell me P.J. Tucker's good. He's good at collecting tennis shoes. And uh, and Gordon can shoot threes, but he doesn't matter either. They have no big man. That whole scene's a mess.
Uh, I hit the Braves again for you. Let's see if I can get the Rays for you. I'll see you tomorrow on Coast to Coast Connect. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.